Hey everyone, it's Candace with Coffee with Candace, and I am here today because I just wanted to chat with you all about what's going on with the recession right now, or the pending recession as they call it. I know, what was it, JP Morgan, the CEO said the recession is pending in like nine months or something like that. I always follow different analysts and kind of try and get up to date when it comes from a business perspective of what's going on around me within the economy, my society, etc. Um... There's my co-host in the background. He's probably going to start crying. He, he has good stuff to say as well. But something that I wanted to hone in on that I thought was really important, and I know it's been a, a while since I've actually done a podcast. I've had clearly some family changes, the whole dynamic and the structure uh, where I've added a new addition and that kind of took me out of pocket, but I'm here. I've got a lot to share with you all and I'm really excited to share with you a few uh, recession-proof industries um, that I think are great, especially if people are looking for opportunities when it comes to work. Uh, There are people, of course, that are working. You hear about people that have been quiet quitting, and there was a whole thing where people were just quitting their jobs and kind of like finding themselves. I think in some cases, there may be a lot of people who regret it quitting and didn't have a full structure or a path. Uh, But this was at a time when I call it the candidates market. So a candidates market is basically when the candidate has the upper hand, they can have multiple job offers at one time, they really get to pick and choose what's going to be ideal for them, which is fantastic, because you get more money, better benefits, you can really negotiate things. But something that I've been looking at really since last year was I thought, wow, the tides are really going to change. And it's going to be an employer's market pretty soon. Um, It's just, it's like a bubble. It was bound to burst. And we're at that point where a lot of companies are starting to become very lean when it comes to their staff. Those people that were brought on board that had those amazing benefits and really high paying salaries while they're getting chopped. So that notation of, you know, last one hired, first one fired, it's kind of starting to come to fruition for a lot of people. And what happens is they'll go in and they will either have people take on multiple roles or they'll try and hire staff overseas or they may just look for you know candidates with a little less experience that can quote unquote do the job so if you're on the market or you're kind of concerned about like job security i wanted to just share with you these type of roles that i think are very helpful to look into um where i think folks would have a really good chance in terms of finding opportunities. So I'd say the accounting industry is one of them that's on the list. People are always going to need accounting numbers don't go away. You have healthcare and pharmaceuticals, people get sick, um, people need medicine. So those are industries within the healthcare space that are very reliable when it comes to kind of being essentially like recession proof. Again, some of them will, of course, become a bit lean, such as like a marketing. If you've been looking at anything on LinkedIn or in business reviews, you're seeing a huge like exodus when it comes to laying off marketing employees, for example. But within the industries, they'll still need marketing. They're still going to need people, but they are or they tend to be a bit safer. Home maintenance stores, you know, your Home Depots, your Ace Hardware stores, your Lowe's, um, anything else. I don't know any other chains that I can think of off the top of my head. Those are the ones that are just local to Dallas. Um, Those are pretty good options to look into, whether it be directly at the store or in the corporate offices, auto repair and maintenance. So like your O'Reilly, 
um, firestones, things like that are things to take into consideration. Um, there's always a need for financial advisors and economists, discount stores, your Dollar Trees, uh, Walmarts, um, Dollar General, for example. A lot of times what happens is whenever we go into any type of recession, and if you are like any other person who goes to a grocery store, um, if you're mindful of your money, you've noticed that you're paying a substantial amount of money right now for just your basic items. I used to get free range eggs and I would pay $3, maybe four for a carton of organic, nutritious, I don't know, just, it was already expensive at the time, but now that same egg is $8. Um, just like little things. Uh, my husband likes cup of noodles and, or bowl of noodles. They went from being 90 cents to $1.40 at a grocery store that's already pretty, pretty cheap that we go to. So that's why, you know, people are going to be shopping there. They're going to have business. They're going to be generating things. So check into those. Um, and then of course there's always your logistics and freight. Uh, people will still have a need for certain things. Just the aspect of logistics will change. So for example, logistics within the healthcare space may increase. Um, my husband worked in the supply chain logistics side of things for healthcare for a very long time. And with COVID, of course, there was a huge increase when you looked at it from a buying standpoint, for example, because there was that need mask, gloves, uh, different type of breathing machines, etc. And then they always say during a time of recessions, one thing that uh, people tend to buy a lot of is alcohol. So look into alcohol industries. You've got, for example, uh, your liquor stores or, or even companies like Hennessy or vodka. I don't know. I don't drink alcohol, but they're there. Alcohol companies, alcoholic beverages, stores that sell spirits, um, you know, goody, goody liquor, for example, is out here in Dallas. And then we have, I don't know. I don't shop there. <laughs> so specs. Um, so those are things to look into. And those are also industries that tend to really do well whenever you're looking at economic uncertainty and you're searching for a job. I'd say check out those industries. You know, if you followed big tech, big tech has taken some major hits. And I mean, big tech across the board. It doesn't matter what company it is. It just seems like nobody is really safe. Um, I always check out websites and business reports to see what's going on. And to be honest with you, it's a bit, it's a bit nerve wracking if you work in the big tech space to see the amount of layoffs and the amount of, of just reduction in force, I guess you could say that are just coming, coming through the gates. So if you're, you're nervous or maybe you're just not working right now, check out those industries, put yourself out there. Don't really be, don't be afraid to network as well. Um, work with a career coach if you don't have what you feel like is transferable skills. Because one thing that we're really capable of doing is saying, okay, so you worked as a teacher for 10 years and you're looking for a business development. Well, that lets me know that you have patience, you have the ability to negotiate, you're able to get things done within a certain time frame, for example. And sometimes it's just about being like, you're the head, we're the neck, turning you in the right direction. So don't be afraid to apply, don't be afraid to ask for help, and don't be afraid to network. So I want it to be short and sweet, but I just wanted to share with you some things, some industries that could be foolproof as we start to potentially head towards a recession. And I hope if you are looking for a job that you're able to find a great opportunity. Wishing you the best and I am out.
Hey everyone, it's Candace here and thanks for tuning into this Coffee with Candace moment where I always talk about good stuff when it comes to getting a job, uh, employment stuff, oh that's horrible, like bad bosses, etc. But I'm here and I have a special guest with me. His name is, drumroll please, Ciao. Ciao is in the house with me. Hmm. And I wanted to bring Chow on as a special guest because Chow is somebody who was part of the great resignation, I guess you could call it, or that is what it was called, and decided to take a leap of faith, essentially, when it comes to having his own business and really taking control of his finances and being his own boss. And while I'm pretty sure Chow has been met with some challenges and some you know, hills that he's had to navigate. I thought it'd be really interesting to hear from his perspective of how he got to where he's at, where he's going and his big plans for the future. So thanks for joining me, Chow. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for inviting me, uh, Candice. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I guess the first thing or the first question I have for you, and I always like to keep these pretty short and sweet because I'm sure people got time, don't have much time and they got things to do. But I wanted to know what made you decide to say goodbye to corporate america uh that's a great question candace listen we i feel like corporate alone is is just you're always running in circles you know you're you're this is just zero life you're always running in circle and there's just no freedom you know there's just zero freedom you, you can't really do what you want because you're being controlled by the, the the mentality of working for somebody else instead of working for yourself. Um, so I'm always an entrepreneur. I have that in me, and I don't I, I I don't like being told because who doesn't right? Who 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 wants to be told? Um, so that I had that. I guess I, you know enough is enough. Um, so that's when I decided you know to quit corporate. Um, now, was this a decision that you just immediately made? Like, you know what? F this place on a Thursday and you quit on a Friday? Or did it take you some time to really put things in motion? Oh, it definitely, for sure. It definitely uh, took me quite some years to really, you know, plan out my 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 goal for me to, to quit. I just can't just hate the, the job and quit i want to be able to stack up and you know and then say hey i'm ready to quit i think a lot of it you have to have a um you, you gotta have a goal first off and then you go also have a plan you don't have a plan it's you're just gonna you know you, you just fail but having a plan and having a, a set um goals in your in line then you're able to you know quit other than that um for me um having myself knowing where i'm going and you know having my myself stacked enough to say well i have some cushion now i'm ready to fly off okay yeah. so it took you a couple of years to kind of put things into motion and you really had to have a plan yeah. now some people are not great at planners but who would you say inspired you when it came to, you know, making a plan or kind of planning this grant exit? Were you, um, did you read any particular books or anything of that nature? Uh, you know, for me, is my wife. 
Uh, definitely. I feel like you gotta have a a person, or in this case, your wife, your spouse, your your girlfriend, whoever you're with. They gotta be supportive. You know, if you don't, if you're not, if you don't have that person who supports you, do go with your uh, uh, vision or your path. I think it's be it'll be harder because you can have a vision, but without the support, it's just going to push you back. With you know, because there's a, you know there's people who will push you back or hold you back. A, willing to do what they can is a lot of it because of fear and so with my wife she's very supportive and encouragement uh that was able yeah that's that's how i was able to you know quit well i'm glad that you have the support of your wife and it's fantastic when you have a, a spouse that can back you do you some people may be listening to this and think well okay well that must be nice you have a spouse so she can take on whatever the expenses are or the cost, but I would imagine that you all still had to figure out a plan of action as you exited corporate America, like savings. I think I'm pretty sure you mentioned something about stacking. And for those who are not, you know, savvy on their vernacular, stacking means to save money. So mm. for you, what was it important to save? Was it like 10% of your income, almost a salary's worth, you know? I think okay so as an entrepreneur you whatever you're doing whatever business you're doing you have to generate the same either the same income that you're making at your job or even more so either same and more if if it doesn't generate the same income while you're hustling or you while you're working your 9 to 5 then you're not ready to quit hmm. but Again, you have to generate either the same amount as your what you're making at a nine to five or more. Then you know, give it at least a month or two for to be safe. I say six months because you don't know month or two is it still early, too young. But you gotta you gotta give yourself six months to to see that uh, that progress. If in six months you are consistent what you're doing, generating the same income as your corporate then you can allow yourself well i'm ready to quit you know with that being said you also make sure you have to have at least you know at least twenty thousand or twenty grand save up you know while you're working at your nine to five Mm, makes sense yeah i always hear about people just randomly like quitting and they become like nomads like hey i'm just gonna live out my car and travel the world but they don't have a job to back them they don't really seem to have income Mm -hmm. or you have like social media folks where they have this like heightened sense of like oh i'm just this top social media star and i'm just gonna bank off of sponsorships etc um but if those sponsorships drop and that's your only source of money, you kind of like lose out because you're not like monetizing. So for you, I know you're not a, a social media star. Granted, you do have a big following on Instagram. Um, but what is it that you do? Like what avenue are you working in? Uh, for me, um, I, uh, I mainly teach. So I uh, offer courses on how to trade binary options i do what I, I trade a lot of with um, forex currency so basically foreign currency exchange 
uh, most of them are, you know, it's all market and driven by uh, emotion and stuff. But either or, um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they're they're scared of losing money. Well, you 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 know, you you're risking your life when you you when you're working a nine to five. There's always a risk, right? Because you never know what when they fire you or they, when you let go. Um, so you always at risk. Why why not risk with trading? So you bet on yourself, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. But for some people, I think they feel like, well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm just going to be doing the damn thing out here and waking up when I want to. But would you say you work more or less? Oh, you definitely work more. There are times <laughs> as an entrepreneur, it's not a nine to five salary. You're you're always on the clock. You, you're on the clock when you when when you need to. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, there is no, you know, there's no. You just work when you when you when you, you see the opportunity. You just work. You work your butt off. Um, there's times when I wake up at twelve, one in the morning, four or five in the morning. You know, where for me it's um, that when ideas comes, I I'm gonna wake up, make sure I get it down on paper, or I, I get it down to make sure that it's you know it's in in motion. Um, so there's there's never a, 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 a pausing moment. It's always you're always hustling so you know always hustling yeah yeah definitely so i know in a previous conversation something that we had talked about outside of this but it's been a full year for you since you've decided to take that leap of faith and just be your own boss Mm -hmm. how do you feel like how has it impacted you mentally physically like what are your thoughts it's a uh so i've been you know i quit my job and since then, it's been a, over. Is it a year? It's been a year. It's been a year. Uh, it feels great, to be honest. With you, it feels there's no no one tell you what to do. You don't get in trouble. You you you're on your boss. You take whatever lunchtime you want to take. You eat whatever you want to eat. No one's telling you what to do. You know, there's no control. Uh, you know, when you're on the grind, you make. Whatever amount you make, that's that's you. You know, there's no there's no cap because you're nine to five. You working you you're working for nine nine dollar an hour. That's 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 your cap. But when you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you work as much as hours you want to work until you whatever you want to get. Uh, so there's no cap. Um, but also, I feel like uh, you know people who work nine to five. I feel that they're so consumed by that. You know that 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 promotion, you know, whatever. Because when I go up my nine to five, and I was a hard worker, I wasn't like one of those lazy worker. I worked my butt off to get that promo, and never got, never once got promote, promoted. Not once. Not once. It's it's sad. You know, it's sad because we're in a we're in a world where you know you have. You have that gender, you have that 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 racism in there that plays in corporate. Uh, you know, as a minority, it's, it's it's tough. Being a minority is tough. So I can understand that as a female and a woman of color. Mm-hmm. I have watched on many occasions as those around me were promoted, and I did not. And it was individuals who started the same day as me. 
I know from a productivity standpoint, we did all excellent work unilaterally, but I'm the one that's told, well, you can do more. Or maybe if you contribute to diversity and inclusion or something like that, then you, you know, you'll be up for consideration. And it's just like, why should I have to break my back and do even more right. to try and get this promotion that these other people who had a shit ton of help were able to achieve? And it's not fair. No, it's definitely not fair. And I told my wife one day, I said, you know what? You don't own the company. It was never yours. Touche. Right. So a lot of people, they, 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 they anticipate and they, they, they think, oh, I work this much. I should get promoted. <laughs> they can let you go the next day. So mm-hmm. no matter how many years you work for the company, to them, you're just an asset. To them, you're just, you're just a, 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 you know, like a tool for them. That's all you are. You are just a, a tool upon that will only benefit them because you're working for them. For me, I look at it as a business exchange. If I'm getting paid, I'm gonna do this. Other than that, I, you, if you, if I get promoted, great. If I don't, I don't. But having coming in a corporate, expecting that you will rise to the very top, I think it's just it's, it's a joke. It's definitely a joke. So you know, but being an entrepreneur, I feel like you have more control because in the, the day you are the boss. Mm-hmm. You run your own company. Nobody can say nothing. Now. You know? I always think about entrepreneurship like an online student, like if you're doing your degree online. To me, that is one of the hardest things to achieve if you don't have discipline. And I would imagine that entrepreneurship is no different. Yeah, no different at all. Just either you're talking about school and school. Just no, just discipline in general. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 disciplining, being consistent. You know, every day because you have so much room, nobody's telling you, hey. This is what you gotta do. Uh, you, you're you you have to tell yourself. You have to make yourself make sure yourself you're on you're on you're on your foot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's hard. Not nothing. It's not easy. It's not easy. But it's, it's it's doable. Yes, it's doable. You can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. That's wonderful, and that's good to know because. I think individuals that are out there that have great ideas, but maybe they're afraid to execute. Mm -hmm. So from what I really gather from this conversation is it's great to take that leap of faith and be your own boss, but you need to make sure things have are working for you that whatever Mm -hmm. the product is or whatever your business is that you are seeing that it's profitable for at least a minimum of six months and able to match the income that you're generating now, if not more. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Have money stacked aside for bills and incidentals about twenty thousand mm-hmm. and discipline. Right. Just because you break free from corporate America doesn't mean that you're going to have just the freedom to just be on the beach and do nothing all day. Because right. when you're your own boss, you're your own money. Right. And it's a lot of trial and error, a lot of, of fails, a lot of failure, but. You know, they always say, "Don't give up." It's true. Don't give up. I mean, you'll see. The grass is always green on the other side. So you keep pushing yourself. You keep pushing yourself to the extent where you don't feel that any emotion in terms of you look the failures, whatever you see is you, you think as fail failing is actually pushing you. You know, so don't don't be discouraged. Mm. You know, keep on keep on moving. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's fantastic, and that's good info for individuals who are looking to take 
that leap of faith. And, you know, overall, as the world turns and as we see like all these massive layoffs happening right now, a lot of people are going to wake up and realize that they have a gift and a skill and uh, will hopefully roll with it but have a plan in action first. So I want to wrap it up because I know folks have probably got things to do, lunch to eat, clothes to fold. I don't know. <laughs> so I want to say, ciao. Thank you so much for joining yeah, me today. No, thank you for having me. It Appreciate was it. fantastic. Fantastic. To hear your <laughs> insight. Um, and I hope that you'll come on again and maybe go a little bit more in depth about what your business and your tools and solutions. And if, there are folks that are interested they can like have a reach out or contact for you so thank you so much again thank you candace appreciate it and you appreciate you you have a good one you too thank you guys have a good one well wonderful folks thanks for tuning in to this i hope you had a fantastic time listening to this interview with chow um again just wanted to bring somebody on board who has been part of the great resignation and he has no regrets um and is doing really well but again it does take multiple steps to really get into a place where you can make that leap of faith. And it really starts with support and discipline and then having a plan of action. So if you enjoyed this, give me a like, send me a note on LinkedIn if there's anything that you want to hear about. And I hope you all have a fantastic, wonderful day. Bye.